Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, The Case of the Sleepy Camel. I was standing at the back end of the bar in my cafe tambourine during a lull after the lunch hour. A group of tourists lingered at a nearby table, their dragoman holding them spellbound with the usual double talk, his jaws flapping like a burnoose in the comp scene. I was trying to decide whether to relieve Chris at the bar, or go up to my room, put on my favorite record of the St. Louis Blues, when a heated argument drew my attention. Chris was at the front door, having it out with a little leathery-faced native with sand in his beard. I stepped up, and then I saw why. There on the narrow sidewalk, completely blocking the entrance, lay a camel, sound asleep. No, you brought him here, now take him away. Not yet, not until I find Jordan Bay. Move the camel first, get it out of here. Bring Jordan Bay to me, bring him at once. Look, I ain't bringing nobody to you. Little trouble, Chris? Oh, Rocky, maybe you better talk to this guy. Says his name's Yusuf. Okay, Yusuf. How about moving your ship of the desert out of my doorway? Ah... You then are Jordan Bay. It is you I must see, Effendi. After you move sleeping boy here. It will not be easy, Effendi, but I shall make every effort to move him after you tell me what I shall do with them. Are there some more? Yes, Mr. Jordan. Three excellent camels, all in excellent condition, and all yours. You made a mistake, Yusuf. I didn't order any camels. Now take them away. Please, Effendi, I will explain. These camels, Jordan Bay, are a gift from Ben Abanhar. You know him, of course. Ben Abenhar, the camel trader, lives up the Nile at ah, Benesa. The same. He sends them as a token of gratitude for a kind service you did for him some months ago. But why camels? Huh? Is there a greater gift, Effendi? Uh, the way you figure it, I guess not, Yusuf. Mr. Jordan, surely you would not dare refuse this token of esteem from Ben Abenhar. Hey, he's got something there, Rock. You're right, Chris. You don't turn down a gift from a native chieftain if you want to stay in business in Cairo. Yeah. Okay, Yusuf, please convey my thanks to Abenhar. You are most wise, Effendi. May I suggest they be taken to the camel stalls run by Ahmed Abu near the bazaar? Why there? He will give them the best of care. Okay. Now move this flea bag out of the door before I have to fumigate the tambourine. At once, Effendi. I am... I... I... Come on, come on, what's I the matter? It is very strange, Effendi. The other two, they are all right. But this one is one to sleep all day. He walks like a drunken man. Well, he can't sleep here. Come on, get up, get up. Up on your feet. Help us, Chris. Yeah, sure, Rocky. Wake up, Humpy. Get moving. Come on. There he goes. Now, keep him on his feet. 
Get them all out of here. At once, Effendi. At once. Oh, I, I, I beg your pardon. Hey, careful with that camera. No, no it's all right. No, I just evil. want a picture. Evil eye. Oh, that's wonderful. No, I no, told you, lady. It. Stop it, the eye. It is but evil. it's only a camera. It won't hurt you. Say mashallah, quick. Evil. Say what? Mashallah, say it. Uh, very well. Mashallah. Take it from Why? her. It is evil. Okay, Yusuf. She said mashallah. Now, Uskut, go on, run along. Mashallah. Well, I can't imagine. Some fellows are waiting at the bar, Chris. Okay, I'll, I'll get them, Rock. Mr. Jordan, I... Yes? I'm afraid I was a trifle stupid. Don't think nothing of it. You're new in Cairo, aren't you? Yes, just one of the tourists. Mm. Well, it's, uh, it's a lot cooler inside. Oh, thank you. The uh, natives around here are a little touchy about having their pictures taken. But but why mashallah? It means uh, Allah be praised, something like that. Oh. Wards off the evil eye. Oh, so that's it. <laughs> I'm learning something every day. You're an American, aren't you? Yep, St. Louis. I, I heard that funny little fellow say the camels were yours. Uh, what will you do with them? Well, they say camel milk goes good with brandy. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. Have a drink, Miss... Uh, uh, Conway. Claire Conway, Mr. Jordan. Well, the invitation still stands, Miss Conway. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. My party's gone ahead. I mustn't lose them. Some other time, then. I hope so. Thank you for your kindness, Mr. Jordan. I'll try not to make any more mistakes. Goodbye. Claire Conway nestled the camera under her arm like a family heirloom and breezed out. I watched her hurry down the street and suddenly realized that my general opinion of tourists had gone up about 500%. When I turned back inside, he was waiting for me, more dressed for London than Cairo, immaculate to the tips of his mustache. Mr. Jordan, I believe. Yeah? I'm J.P. Meadows, Manchester, England. If you're looking for the tourist party, they're probably down by the marsh. Oh, no, you misunderstand. I happened to be a witness to the scene out here a few moments ago with the camels. Uh, we try to keep our guests entertained. <laughs> of course. Mr. Jordan, I have a proposition which might solve both our problems. Shall we step into your office? Well, let's sit down out here. Oh, yes. Yes, thank you. Cigar, Mr. Jordan. Uh, no, thanks. Gibraltar's, my favorite brand. I was fortunate to find them at the Continental Savoy. About this proposition, Mr. Meadows. Yes, of course. Mr. Jordan, I am with the Manchester Zoological Gardens, Manchester, England. You're a long way from home. My mission to Africa is to acquire a number of animals. Like camels? Quite right. You uh, never smoke cigars, Mr. Jordan? Look, why come to me? Or do you get most of your animals from cafe owners? What use as a cafe owner? With camels, Mr. Jordan. I will be frank. It occurred to me that you might let them go very cheaply. What did you say you wanted with them? For the zoo, Mr. Jordan. Oh, yeah. I'd like to say 20 pounds for the three. Well, I'll toss the idea around. Mr. Jordan, I'm sorry, but I have little time. Why the rush? I am anxious to go into the interior of Africa as soon as possible for other specimens. So There's just one see? hitch, Meadows. Those camels happen to be a gift from a native friend of mine up the Nile. Folks are serious about gifts around here. So whether I want to or not, I'll have to hang on to them for a little while. I quite understand. How long, would you say? Oh, a week or so, maybe. Then perhaps we could consummate the deal now for delivery at a later date. That's possible. Excellent. I will bring the money and bill of sale to the tambourine at 9 o'clock tonight. You are in a hurry. You will be waiting? I'll be here, Meadows. Looks like you've got yourself three camels. Meadows had moved in just a little too fast for my money. But the way I felt about camels, he could have them for half that price and welcome. Just the same, I decided to have another look at my three handsome gifts from Ben Arben Har. It was already dark, and the bazaar was folding up for the night as I crossed it on my way to find the camel stalls run by Ahmed Abu. 
When I got within a couple of blocks, I didn't need a compass to guide me the rest of the way. The heavy darkness inside was broken only by a bright ray of moonlight from a side window. Ahmed sat dozing at the big open door. I stepped inside, scouting around for my little caravan. All camels looked the same to me. I was about to go back and wake up Ahmed when a nervous shadow moved out from somewhere. Huh? Oh, it is you, Jotembe. You've got cat eyes, Yusuf. What are you doing here? I... I was looking to the comfort of your camels, Effendi. Isn't that Ahmed Abu's job now? Jotembe, it is most urgent that I speak with you. Why here? You know where to find me. Shh, shh, shh. It is about that sleepy one. Yeah, I've been wondering why my good friend Ben Avanha would send me a bum camel as a gift. Effendi, you must believe me. I am only an humble camel driver. I was employed only to deliver these three to you. What about it? Camels are brought to Cairo for many reasons. Sure. I must warn you. Get rid of that sleepy one. You want to buy him? No. No, it is not for me. Just what are you getting at? Effendi, have you not heard it said that some camels are worth more dead than alive? <laughs> All of them are for my money. It is possible I am wrong, but come, short and be. I will show you something. Look, Yusuf, just tell me what's on your mind. Shh, quickly, back in this store. Yusuf faded, and I turned to grope my way after him. I took two steps, and then it happened. Like the tap of a pile driver right behind my right ear. Blackness dived in on me. I was out before I hit the stable floor. Assorted hammers were working on my head when I finally sat up. I tested my legs, ready for more trouble. Except for the grunts of a camel or two, there was no sound. But I had the feeling that someone was staring at me. He was, only he couldn't see me. Propped up against a post there in the ray of moonlight sat the little camel driver, Yusuf. A knife in his back. You are listening to The Case of the Sleepy Camel, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. With Joan Fontaine and James Stewart, the original stars... CBS Radio Theater presents Monday Night for the first time on the air, an adaptation of You Gotta Stay Happy. Presented by radio's favorite dramatic program, You Gotta Stay Happy is sure to have all the flavor of the delightful screen version of this romantic comedy hit. Remember Joan Fontaine and James Stewart on Radio Theater at 6 Pacific Standard Time, Monday evening on CBS. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan, the case of the Sleepy Camel. Lots of things happen in Cairo, so I wasn't too surprised when the little driver Yusef showed up at the front door of the tambourine with three camels. Gifts from my good friend Ben Aben Har. Some other people were more interested than I was, including a lady tourist named Claire Conway and a man from the Manchester, England Zoo named J.P. Meadows. When Meadows offered a price for the camels, I kept him on the hook and decided to check a little. When I went to the camel stalls to have a last look at my three pets, Yusuf was there. In quick order, I stopped a sap over the right ear, and Yusuf stopped a knife. It didn't take Sam Savaya of the Cairo police long to move in. Jordan, 
What are you doing here? You mind taking that flashlight out of my eye, Sam? Jordan, you are hurt. What happened to you? I can't tell you. I wasn't looking. Obviously, a blunt instrument was used. You're improving, Sam. How about swinging your light over to little Yusuf? There. Oh, so this is the victim. Draw your own conclusions. He can't answer questions. So I see. What brought you here, Sam? A murder was reported by Ahmed Abu, the keeper of these stalls, I believe. Jordan, who did you say this was? His name was Yusuf, camel driver. And what is your connection with this affair? That's what I'm wondering, Sam. Yusuf delivered these three camels to me this afternoon. Camels? To you, Jordan? Oh, they're a gift from a friend. Just dropped down here to have a look at them. Very conveniently, I would say. Now, look, Sam, you can't think I knifed Yusuf. No, 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 certainly not. Besides, we have the man who did. Who? A man who calls himself Kavak. He was waiting for us at the front door. He confessed to the killing. Just like that? He says it was self-defense. I always like to meet guys who sap me in dark places. Think he can be arranged, Sam? Of course, Jordan. He was taken to headquarters. Let's go. At once. And let us hope that you can learn more from him than we did. By this time, the excitement in the stables had all the camels on their feet, except one of mine who slept peacefully through it all. Sam instructed one of his boys to take care of Yusuf, and we went down to headquarters. Sam had the prisoner named Kavak brought to his office. Kavak didn't need a third degree. Why you ask me again? I told you I'd kill him. I would kill him again. Enough, Kavak. Now, Mr. Jordan here wants to ask you a few things. Who is this Inglesia? I do not know him. Next time, introduce yourself before you knock people in the head. It was dark. I was there to kill yourself. Why? He threatened me. We fought when he drew knife. I took it from him. I killed him. But I was there. There wasn't any fight. You're not making sense, Kavak. Why do you torment me now? Animali! Animali! I want the reason. I told you, Yusuf always insulted me, insulted my family. He was a dog. Okay, okay, let's forget about dogs now and talk about camels. Camels, Jordan? What is this? I don't know, Sam. But the minute Yusuf drove those three drooling camels up to my door this afternoon, something smelled phony. Naturally, Jordan. But at the moment, I'm inclined to believe this man's story. What story, Sam? Kavak hasn't explained anything. Ah, uh, there is a witness. One moment, please. Sergeant Greco, send in Ahmed Abu. At once, Captain Sabayer. Ahmed Abu, Sam? Yes. Yeah, the keeper of the stalls. He knows much of this business. And he's a guy I want to see. Here he is, Captain. Ah, uh, come in, Ahmed. Uh, you wish to see me, Captain Sabayer? Yes, Ahmed. This is Rocky Jordan of the Cafe Tambor. Effendi? It is he who was slugged at your place incident to the killing of Yusuf. Oh, I trust that the affronty is not seriously harmed. Only my pride, Ahmed. Well, let's have it. Tell Jordan what you know of Yusuf and this Kavak. Well, as I told you, Sabaya Bey, I myself heard Yusuf frighten Kavak with a knife many times. Kavak was in constant fear for his life. What was the basis of their dispute? It was a personal affair. Wait a minute. What did you see tonight? I saw nothing. I heard sharp words in the stable. I went back and found Yusuf dead. Kavak was there. But you didn't see the fight. Fendi, Kavak has confessed. What more do you want? Sure, sure. Enough of this. I killed him. That, that dog of a dog, I would kill him. Kavak, you will please keep quiet. I would cut out his liver. His insults I could not stand always. He threatened me with a knife. Kavak, be quiet. What Kavak says is true. That Yusuf. Ah, that boy is insult. You see, it was self-defense. 
Kavak was always in danger. Yusuf wanted to tell me something about these camels. What was it? How should I know? It was his life or mine. He threatened me once too often. I took his knife like that. Much quiet. Jordan, where are you going? Any place but here, Sam. They're all yours. I killed that Ankaput in the Fahidi. That Yusuf. Getting any more sense out of those two banshees was like getting a statement from the Sphinx. Besides, their act was too pat. I was sure now those camels held the answer. Yusuf wanted to tell me, so now he was dead. A certain Mr. Meadows was a bit too anxious to get my camels. Then I remembered my date with him at the tambourine. I found him waiting in my office, seated behind my desk. He was unwrapping another cigar. Yeah, Mr. Jordan, there you are. I see I'm not too late, Meadows. Think nothing of it. I didn't want to rush you, Mr. Jordan. You didn't. I was delayed by a blackjack. The fact of it is, I was a little later myself, but no matter. You've been busy, too? Somewhat. Well, let's get on with it. I have the money here, 20 pounds. I believe that was the figure. Yeah. Now, I believe this bill of sale is in order. You will note that it is made out of the Manchester Zoo. Everything's in order, is it? Yeah. Oh, a pen, of course. You may use mine. Well, Mr. Meadows, I've had a change of heart. I beg your pardon. No sale. Hmm. Perhaps I was a little unfair in my offer. Very well. Let's make it 30 pounds. I'm not selling. But why not, Mr. Jordan? Well, let's just say uh, I like camels. You have had a change of heart. Look, Meadows, why don't you tell me exactly where you want my camels? I thought I had explained. I am purchaser for the zoological gardens of the city of Manchester. The real reason. Mr. Jordan, your attitude is most strange. I get that way every time I'm found with a dead body. And when people start slapping me around... I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Your uh, cigar just went out. Mr. Jordan, I believe I explained to you that my time is limited. No, it's limited. Yeah. Forty pounds. That is my last offer. Get down to the auction tomorrow. You can pick up a dozen for that price. Uh, as you wish, Mr. Jordan. You may contact me when you change your mind. Think I will? It is possible. Perhaps very soon. Camels are not for you, Mr. Jordan. Especially the ones you want. You'll find me at the King George Hotel. I'll be waiting. Meadows turned and moved out without stopping to light up. I was getting sore of a lot of things. One of them was Ben Arben Har, who had dumped those flea-bitten camels in my lap. I'd taken a trip up the Nile to his place about a year before. I got the impression he was a pretty nice guy. I don't like to see my hunches go wrong. I picked up a phone directory and ran down the classified till I found a familiar name, Joe Archimedes, the auctioneer who operated down at the camel bar. He might help me. Hello? Hello, Archie. This is Rocky Jordan. Rocky, I am honored. You want to auction off your cafe tambourine? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't bring much. I'm the best auctioneer in Cairo. I can get money for anything. Say, uh, you know a camel trader named Ben Abenhar? Sure. Send me many fine camels to auction. I get them the finest price, much more than they were worth. Yeah, I'll bet. Listen, I'll I be... can sell anything. Only today I auctioned off a herd of goats, three donkeys, and a sheik's wife. On the side, of course. Everyone was most satisfied, including the wife. Arky, has uh, Ben Arben sent you any camels lately? Oh, no, no, Rocky. Not for a long time. No, didn't you know? Know what? Ben Arben Ha retired six months ago. He's now living in Casablanca. What do you know? Nothing much. Think it over about the tambourine, Rocky. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, so long, Rocky. I wasn't surprised much. 
Somebody was using Ben Abenhar's good name to hook me in, and I didn't like that. At least it gave me confidence in my next hunch. I hunted up a flashlight and set for a return engagement at Ahmed Abu's stable to do some scratching around. I didn't see anything of Ahmed, so I moved on in. I played the light along the stalls and around the barn. A fresh scattering of straw covered the place where Yusuf had died. My camels were still in their stalls. I kicked them. Two protested, but finally got up. The other stayed where he was, slowly chewing away in his sleep. Even when I pulled back his eyelids, he didn't move. Then I switched off my light quick. Somebody was in the next stall. I backed against the wall, and a figure darted out and toward the front. I was after it. What are you doing here? Come on, let's have it. Stop it. Let me go. No, not yet. Oh, so it's a day. Turn me loose immediately. Now, let's have a look, lady. Are you in the habit of slapping women around? When they toss me in with murder, I don't draw the line. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait a minute. That face is familiar. Yeah, we met at the tambourine this afternoon. Why, I... Rocky Jordan. I remember the name, too. Claire Conway. You got lost from your party again. Will you let me go? Stick around, Miss Conway. I want to know what there is about my camels that interests you so much. You're beginning to sound ridiculous. Oh, am I? Just how does a female tourist wind up in a camel stable this time of night? That, that's my business. Just who are you, Miss Conway? What do you want here? I, I can't tell you. Maybe you'd like me to tell you. What do you mean? Come on over here. Get something to show you. Mr. Jordan. Huh? Are you sure you know what you're doing? I think so. Take a look at my prize camel. He doesn't want to wake up. Is that unusual? Maybe. He was too sleepy in front of my cafe this afternoon. When we got him up, he walked like he was drunk. What about it? I should have gotten wise right then. He wasn't drunk. He was doped. Narcotics, Miss Conway. Why would anyone feed dope to a camel? Smuggling narcotics in a camel's stomach is nothing new. They forced the camels to swallow little pouches filled with the stuff. Might have worked this time. Only one of the pouches broke open. My sleeping boy here got a good case of bad dreams. Mr. Jordan, wouldn't you be wise to let sleeping camels lie? I don't get the joke. Perhaps it is time I told you who I am. That would help. I happen to be a narcotics agent for the British Crown. Yeah? The authorities know I'm here. So I suggest that you not try anything desperate. Why should I? <laughs> you apparently have forgotten one thing, Mr. Jordan. These three camels, which are being used to run narcotics, belong to you. You are listening to The Case of the Sleepy Camel, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Following You Gotta Stay Happy with Joan Fontaine and James Stewart on Monday night's radio theater, you'll want to stay tuned for some of the best comedy on the air, My Friend Irma. No, you won't find Irma a bit smarter when you hear her Monday night at 7, but you will find that she's every bit as funny. Yes, there are those who call her hilarious. So if you want to laugh, hear My Friend Irma following Radio Theater Monday night at 7. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. The Case of the Sleepy Camel. They say camels are dumb animals, but they can get you into lots of trouble. Especially when they come loaded with smuggled narcotics and they have a pink slip on them bearing your name. Then the dame I'd slapped around there in the camel stables turned out to be a British narcotics agent 
with a gun under her coat to back her up. Well, I've been in Cairo long enough for them to know I don't run this stuff, and I let her know. But British dames take a lot of coaxing, so I started to bring her up to date. Well, what about it, Mr. Jordan? Do you have an explanation? Well, you got lots of them. I'm listening. Supposing a smuggling ring wants to get these camels with the dope into Cairo, but they have an idea the agents are waiting for them. Go on. Now put yourself in their place. What would you do? <laughs> I'm sure I don't know. You might pick out somebody in Cairo who's got a pretty good reputation for leveling. Like you? Maybe. Then you might deliver the hot camels to this person. That would take the heat off them. The agents would be looking someplace else for the stuff. And uh, then what happens? Then, very casually, somebody steps up and offers to buy the camels. Just becomes a legitimate sale. I was just being used to keep the camels in cold storage for a while. Oh, well, that's an interesting theory. Well, it's better than that. There's a guy who's been trying to buy these camels from me all day. Oh, who is he? Calls himself J.P. Meadows. He's the one you're after. Where can I find him? Stick to me, lady, and we'll both find him. Very well, Mr. Jordan. Shall we go? We left the barn and moved out into the Cairo streets. It was closing in on midnight, and they were empty. J.P. Meadows lived in a small hotel called the King George in the English Quarter, a crumpet's throw from the Esbekia Gardens. His apartment was down the end of a hall, and a light shone under the door. Claire and I didn't stop to knock. We found him on a sofa draped in a silk smoking jacket, unwrapping a cigar. When he saw us, a question mark covered his face. Well, Jordan, you come sooner than I expected. Yeah, it surprised me, too. Who's the charming young lady? We haven't met. You will. Meadows had stood up, then he began to move slowly toward a desk. He got halfway to the desk. That's when Claire stopped him by pulling a gun. My name's Claire Conway. We've been just missing each other for some time now. Yes, we have. So you're the man from the Manchester Zoo who is in Cairo to buy camels. Well, at least that's what I told Jordan. Don't blame him if he believed me. I'm such a good liar. He didn't. Then I'm not the liar I thought I was. <laughs> Apparently not. Who did you tell him you were, Miss Conway? A British narcotics officer. Yeah. Is she a good liar, Jordan? No better than you. It figures you're the narcotics officer, and she's the one who was supposed to collect the shipment of stuff. And how did you arrive at that, Mr. Jordan? Ahmed Abu, the stable owner who knows Kavak killed Yusuf because he got wise, tried to get him off on a self-defense angle. And what does that prove? Nothing. But it tells me Ahmed's a phony. And so are you, because you're working together. You see, he's been following us ever since we left the barn to make sure I didn't try to relieve you of your gun. Well, let's make it a foursome, lady. Let's call him in. Why not? Come in, Ahmed. I am here, Miss Conway. Well, Meadows... You wanted to pay me 20 pounds for the camel. Yes, I figured if I had them, the runners would have to come to me and I would be able to find out who they were. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll sell you something you want more for the same price. What's that? Miss Conway. You forget, old man, she's got the gun. Half price, then. Well, that's a very tempting offer. All right, chatterboxes, your fun's over. Now, both of you, over to the wall. Ahmed, if necessary, use your knife. I am never without it. Now, you've got a choice from my gun or from Ahmed's knife. I don't think you want to kill us, Claire. Ahmed might object. Ahmed does not object, Defendi. Oh, I just thought you might. You see, Buster, if she knocks us off, she's got to do the same to you. Huh? Don't listen to him, Ahmed. It figures you may do a little talking at the wrong time. He's trying hard, Ahmed. Don't fall for it. Just give it a little think, Buster. It's a lot safer for her if you're dead. Shut up, Jordan. Shut up. Uh, perhaps it would be wiser, Miss Conway, if I held your gun. Don't be a fool, Ahmed. Give it to me, Miss Conway. Ahmed! All right, I'll give it to you. 
she threw three slugs at Ahmed's middle and he twisted up like a piece of wet newspaper. Then he straightened and stumbled forward. He made a grab for Claire and her finger worked again. That's all that was needed. Both Meadows and I moved and it turned out to be a football practice with Claire, the dummy. It was a lot of noise for a while and her language got real colorful. When it was over, Ahmed was hugging the floor. Meadows was doing likewise to her gun. And I ended up with Claire. It was a nice arrangement. Let me go. Let me go, Jordan. It's all right, Rocky. I've got her covered. Well, well, I suppose you two are quite proud of yourselves. Two big men against one woman. Yeah, that's Cairo, lady. Shortage of good-looking dames. Then, then why are we working against each other? We go awfully well together, Rocky. <laughs> Sorry, baby. You're already dated. With homicide. CBS at the same time next week for another story of adventure and intrigue when we take you back to Cairo and the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. Jack Moyles plays the title role. Tonight's script by Gomer Cool and Larry Roman was based on a story by Andrew Batar, TWA flyer and writer of Cairo, Egypt. Rocky Jordan is produced and directed by Cliff Howell with original music by Milton Charles. Larry Thor speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.